Hi there, this is the Reverend Michael Lowry, pastor of East Congregational United Church of Christ in Concord, New Hampshire, and this is Love to Tell the Story. First off, let me be clear. Being the native New Englander that I am, I like winter. I love snowy days, and I love how fresh and bright everything looks after a new snowfall. I love being outside this time of year, early in the morning, and breathing in that cold, sharp air into your lungs. I don't even mind all the work that's involved in winter, shoveling, blowing out the driveway, and so on, because there's real satisfaction in getting that particular job done. So, I really don't mind the winter months at all. But that said, I've also got to tell you, and it happens just about every year about now. I cross that threshold in which I become tired of winter and everything that goes along with it, and I start yearning for spring. I'll admit it, as much as I've always enjoyed the winter months, now that we're coming to the end of February, I am ready for longer, warmer days. I want to see green grass. I, I want to smell wildflowers out in the yard and, and hear the wind blowing through leaf-filled trees. And yet here it is, still winter, with spring still several weeks away. And, and this is to say nothing of what's to come still. That which is referred to in these parts as mud season, that strange in-between season of gray, when everything seems so drab and lifeless. And that's yet to come, too. Those warmer days that I've been yearning for, they're still a ways off. And suffice to say that these are the days designed to test patience and endurance, a time to hurry up and wait, so to speak, and wonder if springtime will ever really come. And yet, for those who would have eyes to see just below the surface of it all, there's a whole lot more going on than what seems to be. I'm reminded of a clergy retreat I attended about this time of year many years ago at Sebago Lake in Maine, the best part of which involves some extended time of silence and prayerful meditation. I spent much of that time sitting on a stone wall along the shoreline of the still-frozen lake. Almost frozen, that is since the ice had already begun to break up along the shoreline. And in fact, I could see through some openings in the ice to the bottom of the lake, and even caught the tiniest hint of water bubbling up over the surface of the ice. I remember this because it provided something of a contrast, hopelessness and hopefulness wrapped up in the same package. To look out across the ice-covered lake, all was cold, silent, desolate and lifeless. But if you look closely, just beneath the surface of the water where the ice had broken away, you could see, if only in a glimmer, life going on. Life fresh and cold and clear and invigorating. Life renewing itself for the coming of spring. It's the way of nature. Part of God's order of creation in the silent hidden cycle of the seasons and and as I recall, it lifted my spirit considerably. And here's the thing. It had been right there with me all the time. Even though under other circumstances, I might not have even been aware of what was happening. 
an incredible sign of spring, and a harbinger of new life bursting forth right before my very eyes, and because of my inattentiveness, all I'd have seen that day was a frozen lake and an endless winter. What a shame that would have been. It occurs to me that much the same thing can be said about our relationship with God. How so often we walk through the seasons of our lives cognitively unaware of God's presence, His movement and power, barely even realizing as we go that God is there. We know better, of course. In faith, we know, as Jesus said to that woman at the well, that there will be in us a spring of water gushing up to eternal life and that God constantly seeks to fill us with this cool, living water when we're feeling parched and dry. But be the reason complacency, the busy chaos of our day-to-day -day lives, or, or perhaps our struggles with the state of the dark and muddy world we live in, whatever it is, despite everything we know in faith, so many of us are unable, maybe even unwilling, to see what God is doing in the reality of our lives and living. Like the ice and snow hides the water flowing beneath the surface, it goes unseen and unrealized. We end up living out our days as though God were not there at all. The good news, however, is that regardless of our blindness, God does come to us. God always comes to us. You see this again and again throughout Scripture. That it's God who takes the initiative. That, it, that it's God that starts the conversation. That it's God who goes out looking for us, even and especially when we don't have enough sense to go out looking for God. It's God who brings us the living water that will keep us from ever being thirsty again. God comes to us in creation, in the Christ, and through the Spirit. He comes to us that we might find God. How God comes, however, might not always be immediately apparent to us. Those signs might exist just under the surface veneer of what we hold to be real and true about our lives. We're about to start the Lenten season, where we think about such things, but truly, in every season in which we walk our walks of faith, you and I must take care to be particularly observant and open to the very real possibility that, spiritually speaking at least, all this ice and snow and the mud beneath our feet is not all that there is, and that the freshness and green of springtime, even summertime, might even now be coming to life right beneath the surface. And speaking as someone who at present is feeling a bit mired in the month of February, I, for one, don't want to miss out on that. And that's it for this episode of Love to Tell the Story. I'm Michael Lowry. I thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you with a great day. Talk to you soon.